Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Ryan Hogue played in the NFL for a long time for a lot of different teams. He's seen days like this. He's seen it with players. He's seen it with coaches. It might not ever get easy, but it's uh, boy, it's quite a way to grow up in life. Ryan, thank you for joining us. Hey, happy to happy to be here, Mike. You, what do you think? And one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on was, what do you think you gained from all the different stops and the having to deal with disappointments and then and then and then accomplishing great things and, and all those things packed into one year? Do, do you think it made you or into your career? Do you think that made you a, a much more adaptable, um, at peace person for the rest of your life or more understanding? What what do, what do you think came of that uh, living a lifestyle like that? Yeah, I, you definitely you definitely learned to roll with the punches. You know, you learn perseverance for sure. And, uh, you know, adaptability, I think, is, is one of the words that you alluded to there and, and uh, how important that is just in life. Um, and uh, so, you know, being cut 15 times and playing for, what, maybe nine different head coaches in the NFL, like you, you just you see it all. You, and, uh, you know, it allowed me to learn a lot of different offenses, which allowed me to be that much more adaptable and learn, you know, come in and, and get up to speed quickly. But just in life, and then life lessons that I then teach the kids I coach, um, you know, in terms of perseverance and, and sticking with it, uh, really invaluable. Do you do do players ever think, you know, when they see a day like this with coaches, you know, if you've been cut by one of them, is there ever a feeling of, all right, buddy, now you know what it feels like. You got yours. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's probably certain satisfaction. I, I don't know if it's... Depending on who it was uh, in your relationship with them, right? Right. For example, when Bill Callahan, you know, who, I mean, the team basically staged a coup in 2003 against him yep. uh, because of how he was treating the organization, treating the players. And then when I saw that he took the Nebraska job, <laughs> I legitimately, like, actively tried to talk to as many people as possible to say, look, here was my experience. Get ready. He might sound like this when he's recruiting you, but it's going to be this way. And um, I think that's fair too because you earn that, right? I mean, you 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 earn whatever it was, you you reap whatever it was that you were, right? Exactly. I mean, you you know your your character is when nobody's watching, and and you know people may say the right thing, but at the end of the day, uh, your your true colors are going to show up at some point. And you know, for Bill, and that's a small sample size with Bill Callahan. You know, he was. <laughs> you know, a disgrace to Nebraska and, the, and their football uh, history. And uh, I think that, you know, while he may have a few backers, I'm sure that a lot of people had the same similar experience that I had. I mean, you look, Charles Woodson quit on the team. Charles Woodson is one of the most respected players in the NFL, 
at the time, you know, height of his pro ball, just elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, that that doesn't happen if it's a if it's a coach that's you know well respected and treats people the right way. Now, now I I want to because you saw both, and and I remember talking to a guy, and he played for Jimmy Johnson. And then he played for another guy who I won't mention, but he had these two different head coaches. And he was explaining to me how different the experience was because he said Jimmy Johnson was straight up. You knew where you stood. Uh, there was no question. You didn't feel like it was personal. You felt like it was what was best for the team. But he told you before, uh, you know, first he told you and, and, and then the action came. Uh, but the action was consistent with the way that, that, that he, you know, he walked and he talked the same way. He said the other person, you had no idea what was going on. You didn't know if you could trust them. You felt lied to. Um, there is a vast difference, isn't there, between the top of the food chain and the bottom? Absolutely. You know, and I, I experienced a couple stark contrasts from when I played in New York for Jim Fossil. I mean, he got he he knew his time was any. I think was about four games left. The, the Giants management said that you're going to finish out your the season and then you're done. I mean, the players like made a a goodbye like video for him, like is which is unheard of in the pros. Yes, like, it you is. Might hear about that in high school or, or college, but for the pros to to go ahead and do that, like. That shows how beloved he was, and just because he had a bad season, like he took the brunt of it. But uh, you know, you're not hearing about that with with Zimmer, for example. And then we had this the opposite experience with with Coughlin, who came in and had this very militaristic, um, you know, if you're not there five minutes before the meeting starts, I'm locking the door. If you miss a meeting, which even though you're four minutes early, you, you miss a meeting. Now we're going to find you ten ten thousand dollars and. You know, so, and you have these veterans like Strahan and Tiki Barber and stuff like that are just like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> I mean, change is good, but, you know, at, at at some point, you know, it seems like change just to, you know, have it so people know who's in charge. And at the, at the pro level, you know, that's why Childress was so unsuccessful. Like, Childress came in and said, I'm going to do it this way, and... I'm not going to listen to anybody else. I get one chance at this, and this is going to be the way I do it. And uh, because he didn't listen to, you know, unbelievable veterans that have been in the game for so long being like, Coach, why don't we try it this way? He he built, he dug his own grave. Okay, so, so with the Vikings, one of the things that you're hearing now is uh, that, that players wanted to be heard more. Um and and I'm not going to get into all the specifics, but some of it I think was COVID-related and, and, and you know, um, your opinion of of a player that not from Mike Zimmer's standpoint either, by the way. There, there was there was a lot a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people involved in all this. But the bottom line is, if a leader uh, of a key leader that's really respected in the locker room uh, has a bad experience or says, you know what, uh, you can't trust whoever it is, how quickly does that move, and how paramount is that inside a locker room? It. It's really, really important. I mean, Pretty you look powerful, at all huh? the teams that are in the playoffs right now. I mean, from Andy Reid to Mike Tomlin to Mike Vrabel to Bruce Arians. I mean, the list goes on and on about these these coaches that have adapted and that are the you know that listen to their players. Now they're a figurehead. Like Mike Tomlin is an amazing and 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 like he's a guy you can go have a beer with, but he also will put you like in your place if you need to put you in place. Like, so he has that great give take and he, he just has that sense and gets it. Whereas, you know, this old school mentality that, you know, the Zimmers of the world, 
that really were successful, you know, even 10 years ago, like aren't as successful anymore because, you know, we have a very entitled athletic group of individuals coming up and, um, you know, not to say it wasn't that way when I played, but it, it continues to go down that path of, of entitlement. And when that's the case, right, you need to be able to adjust. You need to be flexible. And when there's lack of flexibility, you know, uh, you're going to lose players from the jump. And when that happens, when you have the Eric Kendricks of the world speaking out, and that's the heart and soul of your defense, and Anthony Barr, and they're like, hey, we just we just want to be able to communicate as a team to you as trusted leaders. When that doesn't happen, right, that's when you get the Bill Callahan, the Brad Childers, the guys that just won't do it, that their ego gets in the way or whatever, and uh, you're going to lose your team. And now, now it's less about wanting to do well for the greater good. Now it's just, I'm going to go home and get mine. It's that Latrell Sprewell. Like, I'm going to, I need to make money to feed my, my family. That's it. I don't care about anything else. Yeah, and, 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 you know, these coaches are, I mean, these are tough, tough jobs these head coaches have. You know, that you, I get that. Now, how much do assistant coaches matter in that? Do, do, do the assistant coaches have to have that you're do, do you have to have a couple that that the head coach will listen to i mean how do you identify that or is there a way for a player to go you know what i'm a little bit scared to go in and talk to the head coach but uh i i feel comfortable talking to the assistant coach and he'll carry my message yeah so there that that's a tricky situation right because you know you may have a really good rapport with that assistant and the assistant will be all ears and try to they might recognize that dichotomy of that head coach being unapproachable and things like that and claim that they're going to take it to, you know, take that message to you because they respect you and they they just they want to see you succeed and they want you to feel good. But then they understand, like, the head coach is the figurehead. The head coach will MF any assistant coach and happens all the time. I mean, look at Urban Meyer and the way he treated his assistants, and these were handpicked by him year one. And he's, you know, Daryl Bevel, who played for... Uh, yeah, he's, played yeah for, he's interviewing like tomorrow he's, for their job. These are his respected coaches that have been around for a while, and he's, you know, out there questioning them in front of the team. Like, that's what the, the head coach, right? There's very little say that the assistant coaches are going to come, that the players go to the assistants and then go to that. That just doesn't happen. It's the head coach is going to make their decision, and, and if you challenge them, they're going to call you out on it, regardless if you're a player or a coach, uh, depending on the head coach. If you were a head coach in the NFL, would you prioritize Ryan Hogue is our guest, by the way, NFL uh, player, of course, from Gustavus and, and grew up here, played for the Vikings and everything else. W- would you prioritize, um, you know, we hear the term leadership council, things like that. Would you Would you prioritize winning over leaders, or is that really not your job? It, for me, Mike, I'm I coach because I like to build relationships, and it doesn't matter what level I'm at. If I'm with my two, three, and four year old class teaching tennis, or if I'm with you know a high level uh, collegiate athlete or whatever, I am all about building relationships. If you can build that relationship and build that mutual trust, they then will go out and play as hard as they can because they don't want to disappoint you more than they don't want to disappoint themselves. When it becomes about only caring about if you're disappointing yourself, then you will not end up having them succeed to the level they're capable of. So I'm all about building that rapport, finding that, you know, that relationship piece 
and you know it doesn't mean we have to go out and have a beer together but it all but it does mean that I'm going to call you by your your name I'm going to ask about your family whatever it means right and uh I think yeah one of the Vikings today came out and just was like be nice to have a person you know that's walking around the winter park or well now the new winter park yeah. and, and be able to like call you by your your name or ask you how you're doing and not have to like put your head down and just keep walking like that to me I, I just don't I don't get that I get that like you know and whether or not Bill Belichick I don't know how he coaches obviously he's doing something right but he coexisted with Randy Moss and Randy Moss it was didn't coexist with everybody. And, well, and uh, I think so. the interesting piece of that is he moved Randy Moss, and yet they still seem to have got this great mutual respect for each other. Yes. Yep. You know, because, because I thought, oh, once he moves Moss, because remember, they, they, they uh, gave him to the Vikings, remember? And that was the yep. second time around, oh, yeah. and, and it blew up because of all the things Randy did, and he complained about the food, and, and, right. and uh, Brad Childress had to cut him. Uh, yep. and, and then it got, you know, and then it never really got, you know, good. But I mean, uh, uh, Belichick did that, and yet I, I think he was at, I know he was at Moss's Hall of Fame, you know, speech, you know? Yeah. So, so something, yep. you know, something worked there. I guess. Hey, can we take one phone call? Somebody called in. They, they've got a question for Ryan Hulk. Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, what do we got there, Charlie? Bring them on. Hi, Ryan. Um, I want to ask you a question. With all these high, um, coordinators getting hired, and there's a pretty high uh, uh, failure rate among them. Wondering what um, what do you think about uh, college coaches that have been successful? like the North, North Dakota State Matt Ince, because what makes him different than everybody else is they've had an extremely high amount of players make it in the NFL out of, out of uh, players that the colleges didn't want. Uh, do you believe a guy like my, Matt Ince with the uh, pedigree he's done and his age and everything and what he's done, do you think he would – would uh, I hear there might be some calls in for him? Do you think he'd make a good NFL coach? Let me just intercept that for one second, though. Just to set the record, Matt Ents is that you know they won the national championship. We just had Phoenix Sproles on, a member of that team. Uh, but but you have to understand, uh, Craig Bowl really started that thing, and then Chris yeah. Kleiman, who's at Kansas State, and now Ents has inherited it. And I only say that because Ryan, there is a difference between starting it from scratch and maintaining a culture. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, first of all, thanks for the call. You know, a couple of thoughts on that. Number one, do I think college coaches can be successful in the NFL? Absolutely. But I will say this. The reason a lot of college coaches are really, really successful is, Mike, to your point, the culture they've established. But ultimately, college is about recruiting. And college is about offense and defensive line, really, whereas the NFL is about quarterbacks. But if you can recruit and win up front – on both offensive and defensive line, you're going to have success, and you're going to have success consistently. St. John's, best team in the MIAC, or arguably, you know, now that St. Thomas is out, like they've had continued success. They beat everybody up front. Yes, they do. Always. Every year. We have never at Gustavus been able to beat them up front. It's the same problem everybody has. Augsburg, Hamlin, Gustavus, St. Olaf, they they got some good skill players. They're just not big enough up front. They're not big enough up front. The college game is all about, you look at Alabama. I mean, they have three guys get drafted from their offensive line and three guys from their defensive line every single year minimum. And that's why they're in the national championship game. I mean, obviously they have, a you know, Heisman and this and that. But, you know, skill level, like, you know, Deion Sanders made the comment at Jackson State, right? He's like, skill level, we can match up with any team in the country. 
but it's up front. We would just get pounded if we were to play a Florida State, his alma mater, and things like that. But so I would say, you know, this this tendency to want to get that new splashy coach. Yes, you know, a lot of times you're going to hit it. You're going to hit gold with the Cliff Kingsbury and the guy that's just a great X's and O guy that's going to be able to come in and bring this innovative system. Look at Chip Kelly coming from Oregon. His first year, I don't know if you remember his first game with Philadelphia. Yep. It was one of the most enjoyable football games I've ever watched. Like, his no huddle, like 15 seconds into the play clock, and they were rolling. Like it, They put up 59 points against uh, Washington on Monday Night Football. It was unbelievable. But then teams figure you out, <laughs> right? So, you know, number one, you need a figurehead. And you need a person that's going to command that respect. You're going to, and that's unflappable, right? And whereas college, you're always beloved. You're beloved, beloved. In NFL, you make one mistake. Everybody's so good, and they they scout you so well that you make one mistake, and now the media is turning on you. And are you able to like gracefully accept that and take that, not like let that impact how you coach that next week? Because if you're coaching with passion, then you're going to end up being unsuccessful, and that's why some of these splash coach or college hires end up not being successful because you know they're so used to just recruiting urban meyer great example right urban meyer had the best players all the time that's why he was always one of the best teams that's right but but you get you know what there is no draft so you get to get control the whole first round if you want you know exactly yeah and, and 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 he'll never coach in the nfl again Never, never, never will, and uh, and shouldn't, and no. you know, and, and and for the first time in his life, he was facing some adversity as to people being like, and it Are didn't you go really well. A good coach, and he wanted to blame everybody but yep. himself. Yep, yeah, and, the same um, stuff that they tell that the players work. not to when do, right? Working, when you're working with grown men, that doesn't work. You're yeah, just, and the same things they preach right preach to the players, they should never do. You know, blame other people and all that. Guess what? As soon as the heat got turned up. Good night. Hey, Ryan, we got to go. Great to talk to you. We'll talk again soon. Appreciate all your candidness always. Go Gusty. See ya. You got it. Ryan Hogg back to wrap up this edition of Sports to the Max. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.